All right, so bonus round. Let's talk about translating a game into another language. You know, as the world gets smaller, as games become more and more easy to to go, you know, across the ocean, across countries, uh, into other languages, into other places, this is becoming more and more just a normal thing where a publisher will reach out to uh, another publisher about games that are already published and say, hey, we'd love to publish the French version. We'd love to publish the Spanish version. And so this is becoming much more normal than it used to be. And so you guys are kind of working through that with some of your games, translating into different languages. So tell me about that. And then like walk me through the process. Like, how does that work? So we were quickly aware when we started that this game works very well in other languages. Amsterdam gets people from all over the world. It's an incredibly popular destination. Um, I think last year we got 17 million tourists in Amsterdam. And so very early on, we started translating the game. I think our first translations were in Spanish. And luckily, Emily and I have many international friends here in the city. So, so far, translations have been done through friends. So we sit down with them and we go through all the text we have. And uh, they pretty much edit the PDF. And then I go in and and change all the, the design files so that we have them. There's always some little bits, one challenge. Certain things to translate that are challenging, like the name of the game. So in English, the game is called The Mystery of a Secret Sender. And then it's, how do you say a secret sender in German the best? Geheimelike something. So that's always a bit of fun. Also, there's a lot of idioms and poetry that we try to use in when we write, and that has to be translated as well. It's another challenge in itself. For the most part, the puzzle pieces still work through the languages, but there's one puzzle we have with decoding, and someone wants to play in Russian, we're going to have to remake pieces in Cyrillic. And then it's a little more difficult because while I can read pretty decent Spanish, it's a bit harder to change the text on a page in a language that you don't speak at all or an alphabet you can't even read. Yeah, definitely. But I guess there's so many advantages for a game like yours where you do have people from all over the world coming to Amsterdam and wanting to, you know, see see the sights and, and hear the sounds and all that. And so you can offer this really cool game in those different languages. What are the other, what all languages do you offer right now? Currently, we have Spanish and French are live. We have an Italian edition that's ready, but isn't on our website yet, which by the time this goes out, will probably be on our website. And German and Dutch, we have the latest edition being proofread, and we just got a request for Russian. So that would be for a game at the end of May. So in theory, by the end of May, we'll have six languages. And also, like we were discussing in the main episode about scalability in other cities and how to do an introduction when you're not there. The new challenge for us would be how to do an introduction in Russian. So then it would be figuring out ways to give them all the information they need and the hint system that doesn't involve calling me because I don't speak Russian. Currently, our languages, other than Italian, I can't really speak, but uh, I can get by in most of the others. And uh, so that's a, it's a real challenge, figuring out... It'll be the little things that we don't realize until we start testing it in other languages, the things we took for granted that we can do by speaking to people. Um, and that's going to be fun, I think, to figure out. Yeah, definitely. And so what are some of the, the ideas you've had so far as far as you know, solving those problems? So for the hint system, like I discussed in the main episode, creating a, a web form where they go or a website where they go and they can just click and have the hint written out for them. Because people, we've learned as well from our game, people get stuck at the same points and they need the same hints. You know, So if you're at this place and the thing you decoded doesn't make sense, it's because you didn't do the last thing right. So the clue is pretty linear. So that would be something we would just set up in the various languages. And then also create a cheat sheet for the person running the game for the little bits of 
French you might need, you know, so you know the word for scales and weigh the boxes so that you can uh, get to them. Yeah, gotcha. Now, have you run into any issues of kind of cross-cultural, uh, you know, funny things happening or like maybe inappropriate things happening? I'm, I'm thinking recently I saw a review for Car- Carnival Zombie, which was on, on Kickstarter. It's a really great game, but I think it was translated from Italian, if I remember correctly. And one of the characters is named Columbine. And oh. so in English, a person with a gun named Columbine yeah. is uh, maybe not the most appropriate thing in the world, you know, based on that school shooting that happened many years ago. And so it's like, oh, okay, somebody should have caught this because that, that name should have been changed uh, yeah. for obvious reasons. So have you run into anything like that, just kind of cross-cultural things? That's a good question. I feel like there was, I can't remember the detail of it now at the moment. I feel like there was a word that we used or there was an element that in Italian was a really rude word. So we just had to change that one thing. Um, there's also in... In Spanish, you know, the the form that we use, we use very old style text, so you really have to choose. Also with Spanish, you have to choose which Spanish you're doing because someone from Honduras will speak slightly different Spanish than someone from Madrid. So you have to make some choices there. That's very true. We haven't yet run into this sort of Chevy Nova problem with cars that don't <laughs> go anywhere. Um, I'm sure we will. And yeah, I'm sure we will, but so far it's been uh, it's been all right. Uh, another challenging thing has been when you have a encoded text is how to figure out. Oh, you know, one one thing we had is that uh, this is a good one, a, a language problem that we never thought we would get. Uh, we have a code wheel that you have to decode letters with. But when we made it, we took some letters out because it's easier to make a wheel of four times six is 24. So just give up two letters of the alphabet. And we gave up Q because it doesn't show up in any English numbers, but it shows up in lots of italian numbers so now we have this italian game we're like oh we cannot use it to decode quattro and so that was a fun challenge just didn't think of if q is not a common letter in english but in italian it comes up all the time yeah it's a really good point now you, you said you had like lots of friends helping you with this so you, i assume you've got lots of people from these different cultures and, and languages they can say yeah you don't want to use that word because it's really rude is that has that been the case yeah so we have people so we have a Spanish person writing the Spanish one, a Dutch person writing the Dutch one, a German writing the German. And then we have other people read them to double check that nothing dirty snuck in there by mistake. Yeah, I'd say that that's something that if you're a publisher and you're wanting to you know, translate games, you, you need that quality control person. Like, Don't just assume everything translates over because you could run into some uh, dicey situations where maybe you, you say something really inappropriate or really offensive, uh, not even meaning to just because of the way that the languages get you know, translated directly. True. And idioms, if you translate idioms, especially in Dutch is a mm. language that has these really funny expressions that in English mean nothing. There's one I remember mm. bumping into is, oh, you really fell with your nose in the butter. Like, what the heck does that mean? It means you <laughs> you arrived at a good time, right? When dinner was being served at the table and your nose fell in the butter, yeah. you know, just good timing. So those things, in, mm-hmm. when you translate to other languages, you use them all the time. And, uh, you know, things like the clock is ticking is an idiom where they don't use in other languages so you have to make sure to catch those especially when you're working with someone who's not a professional translator they'll just translate it literally and it loses its meaning in other languages yeah definitely i think this is also also the case of like with sports terminology like if i said something that is very obvious to somebody who knew what american football was maybe not so much the case of somebody in europe who's like never even seen the or you know watched the game or understood it. we don't call it football we call it a hand egg because you don't kick a ball with your foot but you throw an egg with your hand <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> Glad you enjoyed that. <laughs> so, are anything else to uh, yeah, anything else to uh, think about when a game is being translated? Yeah, different cultures play games differently as well. So they come in from different angles and different aspects. So you really have to uh, just be aware that someone from a different culture might need things explained in different ways. Uh, also, different languages. You know, German is a very precise language, whereas English has a lot of ambiguity to it. So you can write in different ways. So just be aware when you're going to different languages to write to their style. That's why it really helps to have, when you translate it, to work with the person so that they can explain their language to you because a lot will get lost yeah. in translation otherwise. So you're really trying to recreate the story, not necessarily recreate the sentence word for word. You'll end up with a very stilted writing style. So yeah, try to tell people what you're trying to do and get them in the, in the vibe. Yeah, absolutely. Well, awesome, man. I really appreciate your, your advice, your thoughts, your ideas on this stuff. And so good luck with the more translations. I hope you can get just more and more languages so more and more people can uh, experience your games. And uh, good luck with everything else you got going on right now. Thank you very much.